Welcome everyone to another episode of The Soap. My name is Daniel and for this episode we have Mick returning. Welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be back. Now for this episode we are going to be talking about the Sniper Elite series. Mick has been playing a fair bit of it. It was good to get him back into a bit of gaming and things like that. And he's going to talk to us about the series. Uh, More importantly, Sniper Elite 4, the latest of the Sniper Elite ones. And he's also going to talk a little bit about the books and comics, I believe you've read, Mick. I have, yes. Yes, I've read both books and part of the comics. So tell us a little bit about Sniper Elite. Maybe just give us an idea of what the overall series is. Well, Sniper Elite obviously is about a sniper. And uh, you're in World War II in various locations, such as Italy, uh, Russia, and Germany. And the idea is that uh, you're basically trying to win the war as best as you can, um, just sort of almost by yourself, but also in a supporting role. Now, we talked about the fact that there's four games for the Sniper Elite series, and there's a couple of uh, spin-off ones we might even touch on later. The overall series, is it the same guy that you're playing? Is it different snipers throughout World War Two? How does that work? So the entire time you're playing as somebody named known as Carl Fairburn, he was uh, born in America but raised in Germany as a child, and uh, at some point he was shipped back to America with his father, and then when the war began, he um, he was sent back over there because of his knowledge of German streets and things, uh, his geographical knowledge of everything German. And do you feel you get to really know the character and get behind him, or do you feel that it's more just a name attached to a generic character and it's more about you as a player? I think if you only play the one game and you just sort of just play it as a game, you're just going to feel like he's quite generic because you don't find a lot of backstory in any of the games. The backstory mainly comes from reading the, the first book uh, as well as in some of the uh, some of the reviews of the game, they do mention his backstory a little bit there. But for the most part, he is quite generic. I found that once I'd read that first book, uh, I, I came to relate a lot more to him and really take on his persona when I'm playing the game. So let's talk a little bit about what the games in general are like. Now, they're done by Rebellion, um, who personally I've loved many of their games, not just the Sniper Elites, uh, which I played a little bit of, but they certainly have done quite a few good games. What do we expect out of the gameplay and things like that from a Sniper Elite game? Yeah, so Sniper Elite is a tactical shooter video game series. So uh, you're playing as a sniper, you're using stealth, you're trying to keep your distance from enemy soldiers. Uh, the whole thing is basically uh, a less direct approach to combat and you're playing as in, in third person. So when you switch to zoom in with your sniper rifle, it switches to first person but for the majority of the game, it's all third person. And uh, it, it's, it certainly is all about your, your strategy, your tactics. And um, you, you, you start the game with a Springfield, which is one of the main sniper rifles that the Americans used in World War II. And as the game goes on, once you receive a certain amount of ranking up, where you get promoted to different levels of Master Sergeant, Master Chief, and things like that, you, you will end up with a Lee Enfield and then you can go further from there. And can you get other guns like the enemies? Do they have unique things that you pick up? Or Yeah, so the game is very historically accurate. You will find that most of the other snipers and, and, and other uh, enemy soldiers are all carrying very accurate uh, rifles and weapons from Germany in that time, including, I believe it's the Kars 96 which is spelt with a K, and that is the main German sniper rifle of choice. And any time you kill one of these enemies, you can, of course, take their weapon, just like in most of these games. Uh, you can walk over them and get their, their ammunition, and you can carry on for that. A lot, of the, a lot of the rifle ammo is also compatible with your rifle, so you don't always need to change rifles. If you do happen to run short on, on Springfield ammunition, you can then change to another, another weapon. Okay, and... With the tactic side of things, because obviously you're a sniper sitting back and shooting people, is it one of those games where essentially they've set up a scenario for you and you're meant to do it a certain way? Or is there multiple ways that you can approach each encounter? Yeah, so every every map is quite large. Uh, it, it, they've really expanded on this a lot from the Sniper Elite 2 game. In Sniper Elite 4, the, the maps are quite large. It's almost like an open world game, um, but just not quite as... 
So on if you open up your map, on that map you'll see the different objectives that you have to reach and you can choose your own way to go. You can choose your, the order in which you complete those objectives. You can uh, always work to start with the small things and then work back and get the bigger ones. You can be strategic about it, which is really the best way to do it, and find the area with the most enemies, take all of them out first, and then start to work through the other areas. And uh, your your vantage points for sniper shoots, that's up to you. You need to find those points. They could be high points, low points. could be hiding in a scrub, a little, little shrubbery bush, and you can actually crouch in that, and they will not see you in there unless you move. And then when somebody gets close, you press a certain button, and you jump out and you stealth kill them with a knife or you break their neck or something. Is there any, um, I guess, like traps and things like that where you might set up in your tower and if someone's climbing a ladder behind you, you've got a uh, booby trap for them or things like that? Is that in the game? Yeah, so as, as you go along, you collect different sorts of mines and, uh, and, and other tripwire explosions. And uh, they're, they're very, very important to look out for these because if you're tracking down another sniper, they may also have set these traps. And the idea is, is you set the traps so they're not too close to you, so you don't get injured, but you set them in, in any vantage point where you feel the enemy might come in from behind and, and uh, make sure that they walk over those before they get to you. The other thing you can do along those lines, if you kill a person, you can then booby trap their body because quite often throughout the game, You'll be in a completely different area and you'll get a message along the bottom of the screen that somebody has found a body that you've left behind. So your options are to either pick up each body and move them to a concealed place so nobody notices or you can booby trap that body. So when somebody finds that body and they, they go to investigate, they get killed. They explode, they die. The explosion then brings more soldiers to that particular location which may actually remove them from your area which is not always a bad thing either. When I played Sniper Elite 3 a bit, um, I guess, the, especially the longer I went into it, I'm not one with patience. So I actually enjoyed picking up like some of the uh, more close combat guns and uh, running around and shooting people, kind of more like a, a first-person shooter than a, you know, a sniper tactical game. Is that something that, um, I guess, A, you found yourself doing, or B, is across all the different games? Oh, I found that the best way for this game is to actually do it with as much stealth as possible. Uh, I, I, I really like this game because you can just go slowly, you can just take your time, and sometimes you'll be waiting, you'll be, you'll be hiding in some bushes somewhere waiting to take a sniper shot, and you need to just sit there. You may, you may sit there for a couple of minutes waiting for that perfect moment because uh, there might be other things in that particular level that is, that's making noise, and you want that noise to come up to cover your shot so that nobody knows you're there. There might be a, a boat that goes around uh, on the water there, and every time it goes around, it makes a certain amount of noise, or there might be some large um, aircraft cannons firing, and every time they fire, they make a noise. You get a symbol on the top of your screen. You see that symbol, you take your shot, and it's less likely for the enemy to know where you are. The, you also, if you, if you just take one shot, even if somebody hears it, they don't know where you are. So there'll be an alert. They'll be looking for you, but they won't necessarily know where you are unless you take a second shot. Just like in life, you'll hear one sound. You know roughly where it's from, but you don't know exactly. You hear a second or a third, and it's, you start to narrow that down. Um, it's, it certainly is a game where running around with a machine gun in your hand works if, if your cover's been blown. Uh, if everybody knows who you are, suddenly it's best to quickly put that machine gun in your hand or, or a pistol if that's the way you prefer to do it, um, just to defend yourself. But most of the time, you, you, you're meant to be playing this in a stealth mode. You're meant to be playing it uh, slowly, strategically. It's a game where you can actually you can actually sit there and eat your dinner while playing it, which I often do. Uh, a few mouthfuls of food and then try to take out another enemy and then a few more mouthfuls of food and, and so on. So it certainly isn't something where you'd want to be running around because um, that's the best way to get yourself killed quickly. Uh, you do get the health meter, the usual health meter on the side there. However, it's not the health style where if you get shot a few times and then hide, your health fully refills. It is one where you will have to find health packs. I was going to ask you how immersed you get into the game, but then you mentioned eating dinner whilst playing it. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, Do you find right. it, uh, maybe when you're not eating dinner, that you are quite into the zone um, you know, imagining that you are in this setting and, you know, actually partaking as a sniper? Yeah, so sometimes I find that I'll, I'll, I'll be playing away for a bit, then I'll glance at the clock and I've noticed two hours have gone past and I didn't even notice them. 
and uh, that, that, that's how immersed I get into it. So I really, really get pushed right into this world of uh, of Germans getting killed and 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 uh, being the being the lone rifleman, the lone gunman. Um, you do really get immersed in this. You, you, it really sucks you right in because whilst it's not huge on action, it is it, it does take you into a lot of suspense because you're just never sure when someone's going to walk around the corner and, and, and sneak up on you. Um, the missions themselves can take quite a while to complete. So if you do it the proper strategic way, you, you could find two, three, even four hours for a mission. Bearing in mind that that mission will have five, six or seven objectives that you have to reach to complete the mission. So it's not just you know a, 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 a screen roller or something like that you're you are traversing this this wide world in your own way that you want to do it uh, on this map and you're completing all these objectives before you finally get out of there and that can take you several hours or if you want to grab that machine gun in your hand and just run through it you might be able to do it a bit quicker if you don't get killed in the meantime but you will definitely have greater success and less deaths if you take your time and adopt that sniper persona if you do want to play it really fast this might not be the game for you. You might be better off playing something like Doom or something. So what is it that sets Sniper Elite apart from other games? Because, I mean, we talk about Call of Duty, Battlefield, and a million other games. All of them have snipers and the possibility of being a sniper. What is it that you would go to Sniper Elite for um, as a series as opposed to these other games? I find that that this game is pure sniper it's not where you might be you might have a you know a machine gun or something and then suddenly you're a sniper you are just purely a sniper and if if you make a, a good shot if it's a kill shot you quite often find that that you'll get a cutaway scene which is a kill cam but it's not just a standard pre-recorded one it will actually follow your bullet's trajectory into that body and it will show you all the damage that you do and it'll actually it'll actually show you an x-ray image of the body you'll see the organs uh, it's possible to get a liver shot kidney shot you could even get a testicle shot which is uh, always a little bit painful to watch but it's a lot of fun to do to somebody else believe me and uh, if this is something that was not quite quite in the first game they did have a bullet cam but it pretty much just followed that bullet through uh, until it hit the body. They then, from the second game, which was called Sniper Elite V2, named after the V2 nuclear rocket that the Germans were working on at the time, um, it then introduced the, the actual proper X-ray kill cam, where as a bullet is just about to hit that body, that person's cartoon graphic face uh, disappears and is replaced by their, their, their skull or their muscles around their face or their body or whatever, and you see the bullet rip through that body and actually destroy whatever organs it hits. It's a little bit graphic, uh, but it's, it certainly makes those shots worthwhile. Uh, you also get that from explosions. So if you rig an explosion or if you blow up a tank or something, you'll often see... If anybody's nearby, you'll often see their body disintegrating, but in X-ray view, where you can see their organs getting destroyed, it's, it's um, yeah, it's quite bloodthirsty, but a lot of fun to watch. Uh, it's also possible to shoot a grenade that might be in somebody's belt. So if you can aim that up with your sniper rifle and you hit that grenade, you'll actually get a grenade kill, and you'll see their body disintegrate as well. Uh, but not 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 completely disintegrate, but realistically disintegrate. Yeah, I've got to say, uh, X-ray moves in games are probably one of the most brutal things that I've ever seen. I'm a big fan of the Mortal Kombat series, which was known for its, you know, very gory fatalities and that. But once they added the X-ray moves into there, um, especially like if I invite friends around and show them the game, like you can just see it on their face and their body when they cringe and they, they can really feel these X-ray moves actually happening. So... I can only imagine with Sniper Elite, um, you know, how effective that can be. I guess the difference there is Mortal Kombat, for example, is a preset um, bunch of rules, whereas Sniper Elite, you actually get to make that scene yourself. It's where you shot the bullet personally. Yeah, exactly right. And and it actually shows the, the enemy soldier that you've hit. It actually shows them in the position that you hit them. It doesn't cut away to... A pre-recorded as you said it's not something like that it's it's where you've actually you've almost decided how they how they are shown and how they die uh, you've you've shown or you've chosen how that video is going to look by just the position they're in it also sometimes when you actually hit something like that as the as the camera moves around their body you may actually notice in the background other soldiers that you didn't even know were there so it's it's on the spot it's real time 
sort of thing. So it's uh, yeah, definitely not a pre-recorded scene. What about uh, when you're shooting like helmets and things like that? Like, how does that impact everything? Yeah, so part of the game is you can get suppressed ammo, so you can actually use the use your sniper rifle where nobody can hear your bullets, unless I suppose they're really close. But the problem is if they're if they're wearing a helmet, uh, a metal helmet, and you hit them in the head, that will make a sound, and any other soldiers within range of that sound will hear that, and they'll know something's happened. So as you're lining them up in your crosshairs, the idea is to have a look and see if they're wearing that helmet, it might be better to aim for maybe the chest or, or somewhere else other than the head because that head is just going to make a lot of noise. Um, if you shoot somebody next to somebody else, then obviously the other person is going to notice that their comrade has just hit the floor in a big burst of blood. Uh, so it's, it's all about trying to take out these people without them being noticed. And I played a mission last night where... I, I managed to take out at least six people just by creeping up on them and, and cutting their throats. Then I pick up each one's body and go drop them in a bush somewhere where nobody nobody will, will walk across them. Sometimes, however, they will you will see an alert saying, oh, look, we're a man down, someone's missing, someone's missing. Then they'll go looking for that person that's missing. They're not necessarily looking for you because they don't know the person's dead. They're just trying to find someone that's missing. So the AI is really, really good. Um, the suppressed ammo is fantastic. It's very rare and hard to come by though, so when you do get it, it's best to use it very sparingly. You don't want to uh, use it too quickly because once it's gone, it's gone. Um, that uh, that's that's usually just the best way to sort of take them out like that. Um, with the with the grenade kill in the belt, there you will get extra points for that if you can line that grenade up. Uh, if you use your suppressed ammo to hit that grenade then nobody will know it was from you. It might just be assumed that the grenade went off uh, in, in their pocket or in their, in their belt sort of thing without any actual other intervention from you. So once again, someone's dead because obviously they'll hear the explosion, but they're not necessarily going to know that it was from a sniper. So you're saying if, as a sniper, you scope out someone, you see that they're wearing a grenade on their belt, you can shoot that grenade and it's actually going to go off and explode and kill a bunch of people. Yeah, most certainly. It, it'll go off. If if that person's standing there and they've got two, three or four other people around them, if you can hit that grenade, it may very well take all of them out That's with that one shot. Uh, you can, and, and on multiple kills, you can sometimes, if you line it up just right, you can actually get a double kill from one bullet where your bullet will go through one person and into the next person. Now, that was something that I saw quite a fair bit of in V2. But in the fourth one, I've only managed to get a double kill with one bullet twice so far, and I'm I'm almost completed the game. Does that make so it a bit more memorable it... for you? Oh, certainly. Any of these really, really great shots that you make or any of these outstanding achievements that you get, they always make it memorable. It's always something you think back and go, well, that was really good. And there's a mission in V2, the second game, where you actually have to... You're in Russia, and you have to go through this area all the way through while dodging about 20 Russian snipers. And the Russian snipers back in the war days were actually exceptional snipers. Uh, next to the Americans, they were the best snipers in the war. So you're trying to find your way through here. And it's it's a destroyed town. It's uh, Buildings are half busted up everywhere. And the idea is is that you need to pick your way through all these destroyed buildings, but not go down the main street. You're trying to get in the back way to find these snipers as you find your way through and uh, not get killed yourself. And whilst you might be getting hit with machine gun fire and things like that, and your health drops down a little bit, you get hit with a sniper bullet, and you t it takes a good chunk of your health out because it's a sniper bullet. If real life, you'd be dead. So uh, good thing it's just a game. <laughs> um, what other things can you do to hide your noise in that? Is there any other tools that you're... Um, yeah, certainly. Or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There are lots of other things. As I mentioned before, there are the boats that go around the rivers. There are um, sometimes one of your missions is to take out the aircraft cannons, which uh, you'll know that's coming because you'll actually hear them loading the projectory, whatever they use in those things, the, the missiles and things. You'll hear them load it and you'll know it's about to go off. So you can use that to cover your noise. There are generators in some of these other areas. So where they've got anti-aircraft machine guns, they may have a generator next to them to run them. So when you get close to that, you actually get a choice where you can either give it a good kick, which 
busts it up a bit so it makes a, a continuous sort of noise which will cover any any fire that you make while within range of that or you can actually set it to explode which is sometimes even better because you can set that to explode and walk away you could be quite a fair distance before it goes off and then they all run towards that looking for you you're not even there but certainly i'd never use that option myself i always set it so that it, it just makes that sound and that way while i'm within range i can uh i can just be taking people out left right and center um, just as long as my my shooting's covered and i don't do it too close to anyone because i don't want them hearing me either when i'm that close uh, so if you are hiding in the bushes don't move and when you are taking out all of these enemy soldiers and you're walking over them for their ammo and and to pick up their weapons or whatever you want to do you also get the option to actually search that it'll actually come up and say to search this corpse press this button so you'll press it you'll have a look and you may find safe codes, you will find extra ammo, you may find letters home. And finding all the letters, that's a little side mission, one of those little optional things you can do just for the for the kudos. You don't really get much out of it, but it's, it's a bit of fun. But if you can find the safe codes, then when you do come across the safe that might be in the main general's office or something, you get the option of opening it with a safe code or putting a bomb on it. And obviously a safe code is a much better way to be opening safes and exploding them, especially when there could still be enemy soldiers around. You don't want to attract any attention if you can avoid it. So find those safe codes. Uh, the idea is search every single person you kill. It takes a little bit longer, but it's certainly worth it. It will pay off in the end because you'll have all these extra things that you've found. You might even find mines and things like that. When you walk over their bodies, all you're picking up is the ammo that was in the gun they were holding. If you search them, that's where all the other ammo is. It's in their pockets. Uh, not a bad idea either to move those bodies. I mentioned earlier about picking them up and putting them in bushes. Uh, that's not something to do for fun. That's actually something that's a good idea to do because you don't want somebody else stumbling across those bodies and thereby blowing your cover. If you can sneak through an area quietly, think Rambo in the first movie, hiding there in the mud um, and take them out one at a time, you're pretty much doing the same thing. You don't want them knowing you're exactly there. So move those bodies, drop them in some bushes around the corner, somewhere in the dark, um, search their pockets, get everything you can out of them, and you'll find that you'll get these missions done a lot easier. All right. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about Sniper Elite 4 in specifics in a moment. Um, before I get into that, I mean, as a series overall, Mick, I mean, how how do you feel about what your experience with it is a generalization um, do you have preferences over which game's the best? or? Yeah, so I, I missed the first game, unfortunately. Uh, that was out before I even knew about it. I had no idea that it existed. It has been remastered since, so um, it's not available on Xbox Game Pass, unfortunately, and I'm a bit of a, bit of a tight ass, so <laughs> I'll just wait a bit longer. The other, the other way to get it is through Steam. It is available through Steam, so if you have Steam, by all means, grab it there. I started with Sniper Elite V2, and to me that was just absolutely outstanding i did miss sniper 3 because i took a break from gaming for quite a few years and i let my son take that mantle instead but i have got back into it with sniper elite 4 and i have to say it is definitely on my list for favorite games um the the whole sniper series my favorite out of all other games sniper elite 4 i suppose it might just be that it's still fresh in my mind is my favorite um, but I just feel that when I compare it back to Sniper Elite 2, 4 just seems to have, they, they've really upgraded. Let's just have more opportunities to, to kill in different ways, better stealth options. The maps are bigger, so you can take many, many more uh, pathways to reach your objectives. You don't have to always follow a particular way. It's just, it's just so many more opportunities to play the game how you want to play the game. And having grown up in the era where games were side-scrollers and, and everything was set mission, like the old Wonder Boy and things like that, I, I love the freedom that these games give me. Having these open worlds and open open maps, the freedom to do this how you want to do it is absolutely amazing. And to the point where sometimes I might actually make my, my, uh, my position known, my cover is blown and they're all after me and there's just too many for me to take on. So I can actually run back through my map where I've been and run around the other side and flank them from another angle and then just start picking them off again. So it's just number four to me is the one. It is the bomb. And uh, no pun intended, it is just, yeah, it's certainly my favorite game. Yeah, I played a bit of Sniper Elite 3. Um, I played it with a friend of mine. Um, so I did it as a co-op experience. And I did try a little bit of the solo play. Um, I'm less a patient person, so... It's fun the first couple of times to plan everything out and get these kills and that. 
but then eventually I start to <laughs> it gets a bit boring. Yeah, I, I get to lose my yeah. patience and I just need to like get into the action and things like that. So playing it as a co-op experience I think was a very different experience. Um but it was cool in the way that I could work with a friend to take these people down. Um, it did speed up the gameplay a fair bit because you've got two people taking out everyone. Um, and that means that if two people are side by side, I don't have to worry about things like the helmet being shot or things like that. One person takes one person out, the other person takes the other one out. So that does, um, I guess, make it a bit easier for you in that kind of regard. I guess playing it as co-op as well, you could both be in different spots and that just throws the enemy off completely because they're, they're not expecting two snipers, they're expecting one. So when they hear the shots coming from one particular area, they're like, oh, he's over there. Then suddenly it's coming from another area. Oh, now he's over there. That, that could probably be quite handy. I've never, ever played it as co-op. I've only ever played it as a single player. Um, I know you can play it, the campaign co-op, you can play multiplayer uh, in, in another mode. Um, and I think they had zombie versions where you can also play with each other and take out all the zombies or something. I haven't played those, though. Uh, don't know much about them. The... The co-op side of it um, for Sniper Elite was good because you walk into a scenario and you have someone to talk it out. It's not just a, I guess I'll do this and wing it kind of thing. It's a, oh, if I do this, you know, then you can do this. And then they'll be like, oh, I can see this other guy actually over here. And they can be marking people so that you couldn't see. So you're 100% right about being in two locations. And it's just kind of cool to talk it out and plan together. I find that was a really successful point of it. The zombie ones are a very different game. You're still a sniper and you're still shooting down, you know, Nazi zombies or whatever. Um, but the zombies are often a lot harder um, to kill. Um, headshots are obviously a lot better than a body shot on a zombie. It's also a bit more action-y because you will find hordes of zombies, um, which makes it a little bit harder as well. So I actually find the zombie games, um, yeah, a bit harder. I played one of the early ones um, for it. Um, I think I have the trilogy pack on the PS4. Um, so you're, you're playing games that came out a lot earlier that have just been ported across. Kind of kills it a little bit in terms of the graphics aren't up to scratch or that. But they have now brought out the Zombie Army 4. I think Dead um, War, I think it's called. Is that right? Zombie Army yeah, 4 Dead War? Uh, I'm not too sure what the name yeah. was. Uh, I think Dead War. It yeah. sounds right to me. But, um, you know, like, it's, I guess it's for those people who, you know, want to be a sniper but also really enjoy killing zombies. Like, they're, they're mashing two very different genres together, um, which creates its own unique yeah, experience. Well, I think Call of um, Duty tried it as well, didn't they, have. at one point? I, I don't know if they still do that. Call of Duty or Medal of Honor, one of those games did, but um, I haven't, I have not tried it on the Sniper. And the Zombie Army 4 was also released on a platform called Stadia or Stadia. I don't know what that is, but uh, it's your standard Windows, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Stadia. So Stadia is the Google streaming service um, that they've got. Now, especially in Australia, these kind of services do struggle a little bit. But instead of actually, um, you know, downloading a, a game or having a disc or things like that, um, you're essentially streaming the whole data, um, you know, the entire time you're playing the game. So it relies a lot more on having a yeah, really a very good stable connection, connection, or it's just if, not going to, um, yeah, yeah, a lot of lagging and bits and pieces. Uh, I mean, the, exactly. the original game was released on Mac OS, Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 2, Wii, and Xbox Original. And there's a bit of a blast back for some of us. The old Xbox, and uh, but the, as I said before, they have remastered it. Um, but they only released a couple of them on the Wii, uh, the first two games, I believe. And then after that, they, they haven't released them on the Wii since. They've switched across to the Switch. But um, I can only imagine playing that on the Wii. I, I know that you've got the controller mode, but I guess you've also got the one where you can... Because Wii was all about being active, being fit and moving around. So I can imagine you'd be taking a sniper stance in your lounge room. Yeah, I, I doubt that they probably went to the depth that needed to it. The problem with the Wii was it had all this potential but people didn't really develop for it and it didn't have the hardware behind yeah, it's it. it's a shame. So graphics and that are normally a bit behind, um, you know, with it. So the VR game, I guess, again, is probably going to be the same thing. They're doing a, a Sniper Elite yeah, VR yeah, game. Yeah, that's right, um, which I think will be very interesting. Which, yeah, 100%, because... 
what everyone really wants is to be able to hold a, a gun and look through a scope and, you know, play the exact same game. Really immerse themselves fully into it as much as possible. Yeah, unfortunately, the technology often doesn't meet up with that kind of standard. So, uh, I mean, I guess we'll see how the, the VR goes. I'm more excited for the PS5 and what it can do with VR because that extra power behind it might be enough for them to actually take things to the next level. And it's very interesting that Microsoft aren't really touching on the VR stuff when it's available on, you know, Windows stuff and Xbox being so close to Windows, you would think that they were bringing stuff over there, but they've made that decision at this point not to. But I guess, you know, going forward with the next generation, they may jump into that yeah, race well, I'm, as well. I'm certainly hoping that when Xbox brings out their Series X, they start looking at this VR uh, as an option because... That VR game is only going to be on Windows and PS4. It's not going to be available on Xbox because Xbox just don't support VR yet. And it's disappointing, uh, but I, I guess, I don't know. Uh, Xbox is my preferred console, but I don't know. I guess maybe that's something for them to work on down the track. All right, well, let's talk a bit about, um, a bit about Sniper Elite 4. Can you tell me what the overall storyline is? Obviously not giving any spoilers or that kind of stuff, but what, what, what's this one about? So Sniper Elite 4, it's set in Italy uh, in 1943. So it is in that World War II era again, as they all are. Uh, and it's actually in the immediate aftermath of Sniper Elite 3. However, having said that, I didn't play Sniper Elite 3 and I don't feel that I've missed anything by not playing it at this stage. I will go back and play it eventually. Um, there is uh, there there were rumours of a new Nazi weapon, and so uh, a boat has been sent out to investigate, but that boat was sunk. So the idea is that Carl Fairburn, of course, the main character in these games, he is now enlisted to track down what happened to that freighter ship that was sent to investigate, as well as uh, as well as try to stop this this whole um, anti ship missile and the new Nazi weapon. So obviously not giving too much away. He uh, uh, during the progress of these missions, he finds all this extra intelligence, uh, all these documents, which point to this new mystery weapon, and uh, and and he is then set out again to go and stop the mystery weapon. And that's something in uh, something that you'd have to sort of play for the whole game to get to the end of to find out exactly what happens there. I guess if you're successful, then once again you've saved the world. But if you're not successful, well, I guess that's game over. And I know you said you haven't played number three, but what does this game do in terms of increasing the, the graphics and the engine and things like that? Yeah, so each one of them has been, has been uh, each one has been dramatically improved as far as, mainly, it's mainly the kill cam that they work on. But all the other bits and pieces too, I've noticed that the all the background graphics are a lot more, defined now a lot more accurate now than they were in v2 uh, i suppose it's been many years since they released number two so i guess it's given them a lot of chance to really improve on on the graphics and on the engine that they've used it's a lot uh, a lot more accurate for your shooting and for your movements so there's no there doesn't seem to be any fuzziness around oh look you know you've gotten close to something so as far as a computer's concerned that's it you've touched it you actually need to be right on top of that for it to know that you've actually touched it which is good um, the old old games from you know, 20 years ago, you could come within within half a kilometre of something and it thinks you've actually touched it. It's a little bit ridiculous, but uh, this is a lot closer. So all of these things make up for a much more authentic game experience. So I find that, as I mentioned, the background graphics, it makes you actually look, it really looks like you're, you really are in Italy. It's got the plazas, the houses, it's got the... Um, the destruction that the different artillery strikes have have used uh, everything's just so much more accurate now than it was in number two everything's more defined and you really enjoy the experience a lot more than what you used to do you find the pace is the same uh so the pace is a, it's an interesting thing to talk about pace with this game because pace is not something that i would generally take into account with this when things start getting a bit hot and a bit fiery most certainly the ai in this game is outstanding the the enemy soldiers they just know um if you're nearby and you haven't made any noise some of them i go it feels like someone's walking over my grave and then when you hover over those with your binoculars 
you can actually tag these enemies. You can tag them so that you can keep an eye on where they are, and they come up on your map because you've you know you've uh, tagged them in some way, and it will show you if they're looking a bit alert or if they're looking a bit suspicious. When you hover over them, it brings up a list of how they're feeling. It because um, you can tell if they're looking a bit stressed or a bit anxious. Sometimes you also get a little bit more information than you want. I believe in one of them. It said that this person was in trouble at school for being in the girls' locker room or something like that. Um, there's a little bit of fun that they like to throw in there. But as far as the gameplay itself, the AI is just, just second to none. Um, you make a sound, they start coming towards you. If you get seen, they usually aim for where you were last seen. So if you can scarper off pretty quick then you might be able to leave them behind and they then then they spend the next five minutes actually looking for you back where they last saw you. Sometimes if they do see me, I like to quickly plant a mine in the ground and then run away. So when they go investigating, they go to where they last saw me, boom, they're all dead. Um, that, of course, then brings more soldiers and gives me more people to kill, which is not a bad thing either. How do you feel about the additions to the kill cam system? So the shrapnel kills, the melee kills and the stealth kills. I, th I think they're really good. So we had the stealth kill in the second game as well, um, but it wasn't quite... Uh, they didn't show the graphic quite as much. It was you jumped out of somewhere, you stabbed them, you broke their neck, that was it, you're gone. In this one, they, they do the x-ray vision as well, the x-ray view where they will show your knife piercing their heart or going up through their jaw into their brain or something. Um, they'll show you snapping their neck and the vertebrae will actually show the vertebrae snapping and into lots of little pieces. Uh, there is a section where you can also hang in this game too. So you can actually hang from a ledge or something. And if you if you make a whistle sound, one of the enemy soldiers will come over and when they look over that ledge, you can then stealth kill them by grabbing hold of them, breaking their neck and dropping them behind you off the edge. So they've really, really improved on the, on the graphics of this x-ray view. Uh, they just call it the X-ray Kill Cam, um, and I, I'm really looking forward to the fifth game, which will be Sniper Elite 5, not the VR one, but a different one again, Sniper Elite 5, uh, to see just how far they've taken this uh, X-ray Kill Cam. What do you think about uh, the new officer's rank? Because um, it's a feature I like a lot in games. I know in Assassin's Creed, they added these mobs where if you took out the leader, the rest of um, the group would run and disperse. Uh, in Sniper Elite 4, you can kill the officer to make the army retreat in some scenarios. How did that impact your gameplay? Yeah, that's also another good one. Uh, it's it's quite a quite a good thing to actually, when you're tagging these, these uh, enemy soldiers with your binoculars, it will give you their rank. It will tell you what level they're at. And when they're giving their orders, that's the best time to shoot them because that's when they're at their at their least focused, because they're focusing on the other soldiers and telling them what to do. You shoot that person, you kill that person, and the rest of the soldiers are sort of just looking and going, okay, we don't know what to do, and they just start running towards the sound that you've made, which means you can then just start picking them off one at a time, uh, as long as you're a reasonable distance away from them, of course. Um, the officer's pockets, I mentioned before about searching the, the dead. The officer's pockets, that's where you'll find the safe codes and other really important documents. All the uh, intelligence and everything will be in the, uh, be in the officer's pockets. Um, you also have your own advancement. Uh, every time you, at the end of every mission, it actually shows you what your new rank is and shows you how you've ranked up. And by building XP during that game with, with different skills of shooting and killing, that's how you, you, that's how you uh, gain your rank up. Now, we're talking Sniper Elite, so we're talking about sniper rifles, even though we've talked a lot about the other stuff. How does the sniper rifles feel in terms of shooting, um, accuracy, all that kind of stuff? Does this one do it a lot better? Is there anything notable about it? Yeah, I find that when you're using your sniper rifle in this game, no matter what the rifle is, you, you, you bring up, the, uh, you bring up your, your crosshairs, you have a good look, you can zoom in, zoom out, depending on which weapon you have, and when you feel that you're ready to make that shot, if you press another button on your controller or on your keyboard, it will actually empty your lung and make you as still as possible, which is something that real snipers actually do. They, they don't so much hold their breath, but they do breathe out and just relax and focus. And when they're doing this, you actually get a, a new little target will come up on your screen. And when that target changes to red, that means that you're in a perfect spot to make that shot. Now, 
you pull the trigger, away it goes. Now, it doesn't kill them on every single shot, which means it's not a guaranteed kill, but you will get that diamond and it makes it almost impossible to miss that target. Now, as you proceed through the game, you can actually uh, build up and you can make your your lung emptying a lot more efficient by, by gathering more XP, and so that when you do your shots, you can make it as good as possible. You can also just sniper them without doing that. You don't have to use the lung emptying. I find it's a, using lung emptying is fantastic for really, really, really long distance shots, or just when you first start playing to get you a, a better feel of the rifle, because when you take your shot, that bullet will take into account wind, distance, um, uh, shooting from high, shooting from low, the curvature of the earth, it will take everything into account that a sniper has to take into. So if you're a long distance away, you may need to aim quite a fair bit above their head for that bullet to drop enough for them to hit them. Because as you know, gravity, the bullet will drop over time, so you need to make those allowances. While you're still starting the game, if you're a bit of a newbie, it is really important. Use that empty lung, use that button, and start to learn how far above targets and how far near targets you have to shoot, uh, especially with, if there are strong winds, it'll take that into account. So you may find that over time you have to shoot a little bit above and a little bit slightly to the side for the, for you to get that perfect shot. And it's when, you, when I actually sniper people without using that extra diamond, I get such a greater sense of achievement because I've done that myself without using that extra little hack. I've been able to work that out, calculate it myself, and, and do that. And it really feels good to be able to uh, make that shot without the extra help. Now, Sniper Elite 4, it received generally favorable reviews um, based on Metacritic and things like that. Um, most of the ratings are about an 8 out of 10 um, mark for it. Eurogamer ranked it as 40th on their list of top 50 games of 2017. Uh, Games Radar had it at 22nd on their list of the 25 best games of 2017. We've talked a lot about how we feel about Sniper Elite overall. How would you rate Sniper Elite 4 specifically? Uh, well, out of a 5, or at, well, better still, out of a 10, I'd, I'd easily give it a 9, 9.5 out of 10, quite easily. It's just an absolutely fantastic game. I, 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 I really can't pick anything specifically wrong with this game. It's just... It just works. It's just really, really good. It's a lot of fun to play. It's a lot of fun to sit there and just just take my time doing these things. Just I can just focus on the game. It's a really, really good escape from the rest of the world. I don't have to think about anything else in the meantime. I can just completely immerse myself in this game and just go for it. Uh, the, the very first original game actually received awards. The, so Sniper Elite, the first, actually received awards for for its gameplay for its storyline for everything uh it was just it was basically an introduction to a new type of game it was really really good perfect well one last thing i'd like to go back to is we talked a little bit about the fact that there are some books and comics associated with this series um which yeah, i always right. find is a great way for fans to um get more out of the storyline Video games will give you so much, but sometimes the additional books and materials can really expand that world um, for players. Now, we said there's, what, two books, one comic, I think we said. Are they specifically based on the games? Like, is the first book book the original game, or how, do that, how does that work? Yeah, so the very first book, uh, when it was released, um, it, was, uh, it was inspired by the game. It was called Sniper Elite, The Spear of Destiny, written by Jasper Bark. You can get that on a lot of the usual sort of uh, locations where you can get the e-version. You can also get the print version if you really want to. Uh, however, it's only printed in England and costs a little bit extra in the dollars. In that book, you get Carl Fairburn, and he's, as I've mentioned before, the main character, and his entire mission is to stop the Nazi SS General Helmstadt from selling a working atomic bomb to the Soviets. So you spend that entire book uh, reading through it, it immerses you. It really, really backs up a lot of what the game does. And I find that the book also describes the kill shots almost like the kill cam does in the game. So when he's making a kill, I actually picture that as if I was playing the game. Uh, very, very, very good book on that one. 
Then after that, a short story was written. Okay, another it was another novel, just it was a slightly shorter, and it was called Sniper Elite V2 Target Hitler. Now, Sniper Elite V2 Target Hitler was also a DLC or an optional extra for the V2 game, and this book takes that into account. It's a, basically the story of that extra game, and it is very much very accurate. It's very based around the game itself as opposed to being inspired by it, and it is short, though. It is only about seven or eight chapters, and uh, does not take too long to read at all. And then finally, in 2018, they released a comic book that was based on the series called Sniper Elite Resistance. It uh, follows Carl Fairburn. He parachutes into France uh, on a mission to destroy a secret weapon, but instead of a silent mission, he finds the local resistance compromised, and then he has to help the local resistance get done what they need to get done. Uh, the SS are waiting there to, to take them on, and uh, the whole idea is that he has to help the resistance fight back and win. How did you find the different mediums? Did you find the comic book a lot easier to uh, visualize what was going on? Or did you actually find that the novels themselves created a better picture and a better storyline? Yeah, I actually preferred the novels, to be honest, because the comic was great, but it was just very, very straight out there. Was, there was no mystery involved. There was no thinking involved. It was just right in front of you. With the novels, at least, you did have to think about it. You did It did inspire imagery in your mind. I found the two novels were written by different people, so they had very different styles of writing. The, uh, the, the short story was written from a first-person point of view, whereas the original book was written from a third person. And there were just little differences, such as in the first book, uh, one of the um, resistance offered, uh, offered Carl a cigarette, and he said, no, I never smoke. It's, it gives a sniper away to the enemy. In the second book, he's offered a cigarette, and of course he takes it straight away. Um, he's a smoker in the second one. So just these little differences that I found. My favourite out of the three productions or three publishings was the first book. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that to the point where I actually bought the e-version of it. And uh, I've read that now and I'll probably read it again. Um, but uh, yeah, certainly the first one does it for me. The mediums, comic book is great and everything, but it just doesn't quite live up to the games or the, or the book or the novels. Do you think you would enjoy the books if you hadn't played the games? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I find I, I found that going into the novels, I did have a lot of thought of the game, and uh, the the game itself, I, I had that in my mind quite a lot. Um, f as an example, I guess uh, I used to read the Simpsons comic books, and every time I was reading through them, when I was reading what the characters were saying, I was reading that in those characters' voices in my mind, and it it does the same thing when you're playing this game or when you're reading the book the two they really link in together so as i'm reading the book i'm thinking of the game and of the motion so when he takes a shot in the book i'm imagining me taking that shot in that game so i don't know if if the book would do that well by itself without the game backing it up to be honest uh, i really feel that if you went down the library and there it was on the shelf you're like oh i like snipers and you decided to read the book i don't know maybe to do it for you but i really think that you'd need to have played the game just to really enjoy it or vice versa um, maybe read the book and then go hey you know what i might go play the game hmm. well um we've talked about a lot of stuff uh regarding everything with sniper elite it's um incredible to think about how big that universe is do you have any closing thoughts on anything to do with the sniper elite series well, I think just really, if if you like shooters, if you like to just give it a go, I think you should always give it a try. Uh, if you have Xbox, jump on the Game Pass. Uh, it's available there at no extra cost. I'm not sure about the PlayStation. I know they have their own version of Game Pass. I haven't checked to see if it's available there. If, if video stores are still renting out games, I don't know. I'm getting pretty old these days. I can't keep up with what video stores do. I don't even think they're called video stores anymore. But uh, maybe have it there. And, and get it on the cheap but it's really worth a go it re really is worth playing you might be able to find the uh the second version of the game quite inexpensive at your local game shop to give it a go and and i would certainly i'd certainly be playing that game just just try it see if you like it it's not for everybody because it is a slower game it is it, it's not your fast pace fast action sort of a game so it might not be for you but it's certainly worth trying uh trying one of them anyway yeah, Sniper Elite 3, I'm pretty sure I got it because it was one of the PlayStation um, Plus games of the month a while ago, but I do see them on sale quite regularly, so 
for those people who are looking at it more the PlayStation side of things, you will find it cheap. Um, I'm pretty sure you can get a couple of them for a, a couple of dollars. It's it's really not too expensive for them. Um, you can even possibly get it as a pre-owned game at EB Games or, or JB Hi-Fi or any of these other places that do that. They, they've got those pretty cheap sometimes. 100%. There's definitely a lot of ways you will find a cheap copy of it. Sniper Elite 4 and maybe the new Zombie Army might be a little bit more expensive, but definitely the older games, you'll find them um, cheaper out there. So um, for anyone who's enjoyed this episode, definitely recommend going out, giving it a go and maybe leaving some comments for us. Uh, Mick, thank you for joining us on this episode. It's been quite a good episode. It's good to have you back. Always happy to be back and I'm looking forward to be back, being back a few more times this year. Have you gone back and listened to your VR episode? It was, oh, it's been a while now since we did that it one. It has been. It's been a few years since I did that one. I, I haven't gone back and re-listened to it again, no, but I know that my, my adult kids have had a listen and, and they've enjoyed it. Um, so I'm hoping they have to give this one a go as well and, and uh, certainly spread the word, get everyone onto it. Are you still doing the VR? Uh, no, I haven't actually done VR for quite a while. Uh, I, I kind of sort of grew tired of it, but I might might be looking into it a bit more and maybe I might have to get myself a PS4 so I can play Sniper Elite on VR because I think that would be an amazing experience. 100%. All right, well, thank you for joining us, Mick. For everyone listening, as always, uh, the usual, like, comment, subscribe. We do actually love hearing everything that you have to say about our episodes. It's not just a line that we throw in each time. So please join us in the chats. Uh, you'll find us on Facebook and Reddit are probably the two best ones. If you want to listen, iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, we do always put a copy on YouTube, though. Um, less of a video side of things for it. But thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Mick, for joining us and we hope you all enjoyed this episode. You have been listening to the Soap Podcast. Join us again soon for another episode and don't forget to hit us up on all the social media platforms because we love hearing from you. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over.